where we dip our caps in the blood of our listeners and ramble on about old school games. This is episode two. I want to first say right off the bat, episode one went out and so many of you folks found it, listened to it, reacted positively. It was fantastic. Very much appreciated. And we had a few folks that left some voicemails, so I'd like to get to those right off the bat. The very first one came from Dave at D Percentile Podcast. He left a nice message. I'll play for you now. Hey Redcaps, before you stomp me with your hobnail boots, I'm just calling to say welcome. It's uh, Dave of Deep Percentile, um, one-time OSR podcast, not doing so much at the moment. Yeah, thought it was a bit hubristic to start with what is the OSR, but I think you did a great job. Very sensible indeed. I liked your expression, um, capturing the myth of old school play, uh, because of course there are a lot of myths propagated um yeah i thought everything you said was 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 pretty much bang on actually i just thought i'd i'd share some of the well one of the myths that's propagated by those old primers you can read matt finch's primer of the osr which for a lot of people is a is a reference point for how those old games uh, were played anyway the myth is mechanics for combat no mechanics for social interaction and whilst there's of course a germ of truth here as you were saying the rules are light they don't cover everything and most of what uh, players are going to do in a session apart from fighting is going to come down to their noodles you know how do we use our equipment how do we solve this problem might there be traps here what might be the clues and how are we going to talk our way past these these goblins but it just always bugs me when i see that that um presented as absolute rule of osr play you know no mechanics for social interactions if you look in bx you've got loads of mechanics for social interactions haven't you you've got um a charisma based uh modifier to reaction roles you've got reaction roles you've got hireling recruitment roles uh, which, of course, both the creature reaction roles and the hiling recruitment roles are modified by that charisma bonus. So you have a mechanic for the interaction between uh, a character's rolled abilities and the entities that they want to interact with. Now, does this matter? No, it doesn't matter at all. But it's just interesting that, that you know, I, Matt Finch in his primer presents that as an absolute rule. And I've had lots of people sort of hit me over the head with that when I've suggested um, little gamey rulings for social interactions. Um, but it just it just goes to uh, support I think what you say that there is a there is an imagined idea of how the game was played which doesn't even um, in all cases overlap with uh, the rules um, sparse as they were that people were using anyway I really enjoyed the episode looking forward to more Dave thank you very much for the voicemail and I can't wait to spend some time to go through some of your back catalogue there on anchor um, I agree. Uh, basic fantasy has rules um, around several things that could be used for social encounters. You've got illusion and charm spells, of course. You have retainers, specialists, mercs. There's loyalty, morale, uh, a reaction system. And of course, you can always just do a straight up charisma check. Um, Chris Gonerman, much like Matt Finch, has also got a primer out. And since we're talking about basic fantasy today, I'll mention that he has uh, the role-playing game primer and old school playbook. Um, that you can grab and it has a lot of example play and in it it touches on role play sessions in a tavern and it also touches on morale checks what have you so um, i agree with what you're saying there is a lot of myths and hopefully uh, people will 
explore a little bit more and learn to just roll with it. Anyway, thanks for your message. After uh, yours, we also got one from Rob that I would like to play. So take it away, Rob. Hello, Kevin. Uh, listen to your first episode. Really great. My name is Rob Ritchie. I'm in Orlando, Florida. Uh, you packed a lot into nine minutes. Uh, but I thought it was great content. I wanted to point out or pick out one thing you said, which was that part of OSR is the idea that uh, GMs would or DMs would make up uh, rules on the fly to cover things that weren't in the rules and then uh, just move on. Uh, in a way, I think that this was a uh, most of us played uh, back in the day as children. We didn't have the confidence necessarily to do this. Uh, I think it's a point. One of the reasons I think why OSR is becoming more uh, popular with older people is because. Uh, we've now got that confidence. Uh, what do you think? Uh, good show. Lo look forward to the next one. Well, thanks for the voicemail, Rob. And it's possible that that is just another example of a myth of what we were talking about. But I think in the early days, it may have been less about confidence and more about necessity. Uh, from what I can tell, not everybody, or in fact, very few people probably had all the rules in the proper order. There was photocopies, people mixing between BX and Beckme and AD&D, and maybe photocopies of the original Little Brown books. Um, maybe a better way for me to say it is the rulings were made and the kids, since they had all the time in the world, could sit, sit there and bicker and argue and debate back and forth until they came to an agreement. And maybe it was less just rolling with it and just using that time to come up with how the game was going to be played. I do agree with you completely, though, that the flexibility and the ease of just moving forward and not stopping to reference books is part of the reason it's very popular with adults today. So thank you both, Rob and Dave, for your kind words and messages. Um, if you want to leave a message, you can do so on anchor.fm. And now let's get today's show. In today's episode, we're going to talk about basic fantasy RPG and why it's one of my favorite systems, why you should try it out. And as you know, no mortal can outrun a red cap. So just sit back, listen, and I hope you enjoy. Before we get into my quick talk on the basic fantasy RPG, I wanted to share with you one of its monsters from its monster manual called the Field Guide of Creatures. It's an HD4 monster, and it can attack with a pair of punches that each do D8 plus three damage. The monster's called a Gump, and it's illustrated as a ball-headed, heavy-set humanoid, and the description reads as follows. A gump is a large, blubbery humanoid that stands just over a head taller than a human male, with broad, jagged toothed, tooth grin, small, deep-set eyes. Meeting the gaze of the gump is very dangerous. Anyone who meets the gaze of the gump must save versus paralyze, or suffer the effects of a hold person's spell. A gump communicates with an odd, gibbering, and slobbery voice that is difficult to understand. Some of my less-than-kind friends may say that this monster was created in my image, and I guess that means I'm going to have to find a way to add this guy into my adventure soon. Anyway, on with the show. Basic Fantasy RPG is one of the very first OSRs that came out and really put a test to the open gaming license. It's a project led by Chris Gonnerman, who brought his appreciation of the open-source software uh, to the gaming community and made Basic Fantasy a completely collaborative work um, that's powered very much so by its fans. The game is completely free in PDF form, and the books are sold basically at cost, uh, roughly about $5 per book that you can get from Amazon or, or uh, Lulu or several other locations. 
Mechanically, the game is very similar to 1981's BX D&D, the Moldvay Cook Edition. It's not an exact clone of BX, um, but it's close enough that players and DMs should be able to look at it and bring in content from anything around that era with very little problem. Um, if you're coming from a modern system, you'll be introduced to things like X in D6 chance to open up a door or um, using percentile dice for the thief skills. Um, and very much you'll be wanting to uh, use hirelings. The largest changes to BX uh, from BX, though, uh, would be things um, that may actually appeal to those who are coming from modern games. Um, it uses Ascending Armor class, uh, and it uses um, attack bonuses instead of using Thaco and Ascending Armor classes. Alignment is completely removed. Uh, classes race is also removed, although there are some limitations on what classes each race can use, and to help balance it out, humans get an XP bonus. Uh, there's a level cap at level 20, and the gold for XP rule is an optional rule in Basic Fantasy RPG. There may be some other small differences as well, but those are the largest ones that you'll notice if you're really familiar with BX and you pick this up. Basic Fantasy, however, is incredibly easy to homebrew, like most OSRs are. Um, if you don't want to go searching through other game systems to find rules that you would prefer to use, uh, you can simply go to their website. They've got a huge, huge catalog of different supplements, slight rule changes um, that you can grab at basicfantasy.org. Uh, these are all created mostly by the, the users and the community, and they're put up in a very easy-to-read PDF format, and they the community is very much active in proofreading other people's work, um, making suggestions on modifications and formatting, so you'll get a real sense of consistency across all these different options. Um, on that same site, you'll find the several monster manuals um, that they have. Uh, they've got a couple of books that are just jam-packed full of things that you could buy at a shop. Um, there's a bunch of series of adventures that kind of call back to adventures of old. If you read through some of them, uh, you'll see similarities and uh, homages. Um, and again, all this is for free, and there's probably more gaming content on basicfantasy.org uh, than you'll get a chance to play through in reality. Um, the game has been constantly improved and iterated on since it came out in 2006, and it's currently on its third edition. As best I can tell, looking through the past editions, not much has really changed in the game. It's still the same game that it was in 2006, with maybe a little bit more errata and um, a couple of additional rules here and there, but for the most part, um, if you played it at any point in time in its history, it's still the same game. Uh, Basic Fantasy RPG is an excellent spot, I think, to start if you want to try creating homebrew content, whether that's a slight rule uh, tweak or if you wanted to create a complete adventure. Uh, the art in the book as well, um, in all the books, is art that's been created by members of the community. So if you see a monster in a monster manual and it doesn't have an image and you have the ability to draw, um, you should create it, share it out, and you're basically going to be setting the first impression for what anybody thinks of that monster when they flip through the book. So jump in over to basicfantasy.org, join in with their community, and uh, get involved with that. Overall, Basic Fantasy RPG, in my opinion, is an amazing OSR. I love it for the fact of how inexpensive it is to get into. I love the philosophy around the group collaboration and open source nature of it. Um, and you have to tip its hat at being one of the first that really trailbla uh, trailblazed what the rest of us have uh, enjoyed up until now. 
Sadly, it doesn't get enough attention, and I don't know if that's simply because it came out and there were so many other games, or if it's uh, people see the basic name in, in it and just kind of gloss over it, or if it's a uh, case of, uh, oh, it must be, it's free, it can't be quality. But all those things are false. Basic Fantasy RPG is definitely quality. Uh, it's a lot of fun, and I think you should all definitely check it out. So, uh, what other OSR games do you play? What are your go-tos? Uh, Basic Fantasy RPG is one of my go-tos. What are yours? Are you more of a BX person, or do you prefer OD&D, or are you more of an AD&D style fan? Um, or do you prefer OSRs that aren't anything to do with uh, the old TSR products at all? Leave a comment and let me know. You can find me at www.theredcaps.net, on Facebook and Twitter at theredcaps.net, or you can feel me, drop me an email at feedback at theredcaps.net or a voicemail on Anchor like you heard some folks do earlier. So, until next time, never let your caps dry out. Stay safe, be well. We'll chat again soon. Take care.